0: worth deleting the app for.
1: The Datable Podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work, or not. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating insider, if you will. On each episode, you'll hear commentary from my producer, Julie Krafchik, and other surprise co-hosts. This episode is brought to you by Together, a podcast and online magazine that provides tools for better relationships. While it's important to navigate dating and early relationships, what happens 10, 20, 30 years down the road? Listen to stories from real people who have put in the work to form amazing partnerships. Visit together.guide or listen to the podcast on iTunes and all major podcast apps. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. Sometimes things happen when you least expect them to happen. And sometimes when that happens, it impacts the rest of your dating life. I don't know how that could happen, but our guest today, Chris, (laughs) has a story for us that is along those lines. And we hear this all the time. When you go out looking for something, that thing may not happen, but it's when you least expect it.
2: Yeah, it really is. (laughs) Thanks for having me on the show.
1: Let me just give a little background so we can paint a picture of who you are, Chris. (laughs) You're 33 years old. You've been in San Francisco for four and a half years, originally from Australia, down under. You're currently in a monogamous relationship, um, which is sort of part of the story, right? Yep. Okay, let's get into it then. (laughs) Sure.
2: Uh, So it was sort of after years and years and years of being on every dating app under the sun, I sort of Gave up and wasn't really thinking about dating at all. Uh, and there was one day when I just needed to get home from work. And so, you know, I requested an Uber and went around the corner and hopped uh, in. And then there was a girl in the front seat and uh, we just sort of started talking. And, you know, we're, we're on the road on the way home, only a 10 minute ride. Uh, but as we're talking, she's like getting cut off in traffic and i'm like this is the uber driver she's the yeah she's and she's still talking a super calm person uh and we had this amazing conversation and i'm just kind of like wow this girl is like really level-headed i would be so angry with all these drivers (laughs) i really like the sound of this this like the way she is just is really cool uh and i said hey look it's really awesome how like you're not really caring about all this craziness going on around you she's like Oh, yeah, I'm from Ukraine. In Ukraine, like, you get cut off in traffic. People try to run into you, all sorts of insane stuff. So This is nothing. And I was like, oh, okay. So she's European. Uh, She's tall and blonde, which I've noticed from the back seat. And this is, like, a thing which I, for some reason... Is that your your type? I have a type, yes. (laughs)
1: Tall and blonde. (laughs) Tall and blonde.
2: And I said, you know, I'm really enjoying this conversation. Can we, like, maybe catch up another time? And she said, yeah, sure. You know, and I grabbed her number. You know, I didn't creep on her by asking for an item afterwards. But... um, Yeah, so I messaged her and she messaged back and we went on a few dates and really hit it off. And, uh, you know, now we're in this relationship and I guess like for me, I was not expecting anything. Uh, And from her point of view, she says that when she was about to uh, accept the ride, she was also about to sign off for the night. And she decided not to because she thought, I hate when drivers cancel on riders when I take Uber. Ah. So she was like, you know what, I will just do this one last ride and uh, the rest was history.
1: Well, tell us about what was happening the rest of that night, or before this happened. What kind of mood were you in? What what stage in life were you in?
2: Yeah, I was um, sort of thinking of leaving San Francisco. I was oh, like, you know what, okay. I've been in, in this city for so long, I've been uh-huh. trying everything to meet someone, having no luck at all, and I was like, I'm fed up. And you know, I put a time limit on how long I'd stay.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, and you know, this particular day, I just had a really long day at work, and I was like exhausted, and you know, we just had a pretty, relaxed conversation pretty standard stuff you speak to your uber driver how's your day been and all that stuff you know and she said oh i work at a startup as a pm and i take uber i'd take the odd ride here and there in order to have some company on the long drives to the south bay uh so you know i liked that she was like a pretty social person but yeah like i was just not in that frame of mind at all
0: hmm. so it's pretty bold asking your Uber driver that <laughs> yeah. is essentially at work, right? Yeah. yeah. On a date, especially in the climate this day and age where things can be perceived as sexual harassment and other things. How did you, like, get over that barrier? Was that even a thought to you? Or- oh,
2: man, it was my thought the whole time. I was like, man, I've got to figure out a way to ask this girl that's A, not going to intimidate her, B, going to, like, not scare her and have her not text me back, um, and C, isn't going to sound like I'm just coming on to her. And so the angle I arrived at was like, I'm really enjoying this conversation, which was true, right? She was like super friendly. We were talking about all kinds of cool stuff with um, startups uh, and, you know, what she does for a living and what I do for a living. Uh, It's always easy to talk to Uber drivers when, uh, I guess, like um, I work at Uber and that helps a lot. (laughs)
0: That's an interesting (laughs) dynamic. Yeah, so, you know...
2: it's your uh, that always starts up. At, you know, yeah, kinda, I got yeah, yeah, that is
1: a yeah. We met at work. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah colleagues. No, she yeah, actually yeah. they actually have this structure where uh, she's in a separate uh, organization. Yeah. So even though we do technically work for the same company, she's contracted to. But so I was like, okay, this makes it not a work conflict of interest, so that's okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but there's still that, like, she's at work. Yeah. So it was just like, yeah, right into
2: it. So I sort of thought, I can't just ask this girl out. I might say, well, hey, listen, I don't really want to force you into this, but I would love to grab your number and continue this conversation. Mm. Uh, and I guess I don't know for sure, but you know, like you ask someone out and sometimes you come in, come across too strong, I think, and then you don't get a text back. And I was sort of, how do I walk that fine line? But, mm-hmm. So I definitely made it more about being friends. Like, let's, let's just start off and just continue this conversation okay. we've been enjoying mm. and um, and then see what happens from there.
0: So how did it progress?
2: So we went out, oh my gosh, I think we went for, uh, for a drink in Chinatown like a couple weeks later and we just were talking nonstop, right? Mm. And then somehow we ended up walking back to my place, like, which is pretty nearby and, and we went up to the roof of my building and we just kept on talking and it was just this easy mm. thing. Like, I never had to force it. So, uh, as opposed to other, you know, dating situations where you, sometimes you fall into a pattern and you're in a very Mm -hmm. safe place where you're not really, uh, not really revealing who you are, especially having an accent. You know, people go, Oh my God, you've got an accent. And then you're in super safe territory. You're just able to recite your sort of rehearsed thing. of, Yeah. This is what my country's (laughs)
0: like.
2: (laughs) None of that really happened.
1: And so did you ask her, I mean, does she get hit on? A lot, by guys. I should ask her actually. No, you you haven't asked her. I would like to know. I'm curious to know. And did you guys ever talk about that night? Like, what was it that compelled her to give you her phone number?
2: Yeah. (laughs) So I found out later that she hadn't actually seen my face because it was dark. Uh <laughs> her, it She's
1: was like, this, who is this guy? Her, behind is, his, oh, I'm like, that's really
2: cool, man. There's, there was like a total leap of faith for her. Well, she, she
0: liked your personality. So that's yeah. Good, right? Yeah. Well, it's hey, if nothing else,
2: at least he's got the good personality. Uh, and but she was like, you know, you could have been forty-five years old. You could have been, you know, you could have been anything. And wow. I'm kind of glad that you turned out to be who you turned out to be. So, so
1: she she didn't even really see you when she gave her. Uh, gave I didn't you know this. I learned
2: home. this through this trip. Like, I think if you're driving, like, you don't, you, you know, you like some drivers. I don't know if you've been in uber where the driver is looking at you in the rearview mirror yeah yeah right? but a lot of drivers are just focused on the road because yeah, they're trying yeah. to drive safely and, and get you know deal with all the uh, information going on in front of them and they don't get a chance to see the rider so
1: she's a very responsible person a very so. responsible <laughs> we, yeah. <laughs> we actually had an episode where a girl met her boyfriend um in a yep. lift. sorry your competitor yeah. but he was a driver or he was a lift driver and that's how they met and they dated for two years wait
2: so did he ask her out
1: she asked. She asked you. Oh, girl, yeah. making move. I think, but I think it's tough if you're. I it think. For, is. I mean. Well,
2: they have the backseat driver, right? Like, there's a backseat data. Is that a thing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, if you're at work, they're like your customer in a way. Like, there's a weird dynamic. Like, if she asked you out, like, your oh girlfriend yeah, I don't know or, what or, like, you guy, think that as a like, customer. Yeah, like yeah. there's definitely something a little off that I don't know if that's in there. It's I'm assuming that's probably a no no on. Uber and Well, there's the like
2: Uber pool, right? If you're two people in an Uber pool and you sit next to each other and hit it off like that, I think is okay. But there's like a power dynamic when yep. you're
1: yeah, the driver and the there rider. There is. There is. So line. you said right before you met her, you were thinking about leaving San Francisco mm-hmm. because you didn't have much luck dating. What was your dating life like?
2: Yeah. Look, before that, I mean, I'd been on every app uh, and tried all sorts of different approaches, you know, in terms of what do you say? How do you, how do you. Go for this. Um, and then I had no trouble getting dates. I think mm-hmm. the trouble was when it came to second and third dates. And um, you know, turning that into something where I felt a connection and a bond with somebody, uh, there's a thing that I think online dating does not just to other people, but also to you where it's like, oh, that person had a tiny thing wrong with them. I'm going to just discard the possibility of them. Um, and I think after a little while, it becomes a habit and it's not even conscious anymore. Mm-hmm. You just do it without realizing. And I think that was happening to me.
0: So, you mentioned that when we were talking through yep. Facebook Messenger about having you on the show, you mentioned the years of chasing something looked pointless after this happening. What did you mean by chasing?
2: Yeah. So, you know, if you really want to get into a relationship, if you know what you're looking for, you're looking for a long-term real commitment. Like I'm not someone who was ever into uh, polyamory or uh, experimentation or anything. I'm just a very traditional kind of guy. And I always knew that was what I wanted. uh, And I just wasn't finding that. And it wasn't as though I was finding other things. I was just finding not that, like the, these connections that I was finding on all these apps were very short lived and and Mm -hmm. frivolous compared to what I was really looking for. Yeah. So um, it wasn't until I sort of got away from that, that I realized that, you know, a big part of it was the effect I was it was having on me and what I was putting out there. And I kind of realized that I had to stop being in that space and meeting people that were in that space and change myself so that I wouldn't act in a way where I would attract those sorts of people. Mm. Um, but, you know, that's taking a little further, I think. But yeah. it was like, I wasn't getting what I wanted in that environment of doing online dating. So I
1: stopped. Do you feel like there was anything that changed in your <clears throat> life when you met your girlfriend? Did anything happen around this time? Did Were there any changes, I guess?
2: Yeah, I'd sort of come to a end of uh, a phase of kind of enjoying having those frivolous connections and, you know, mm-hmm. like a, having a, all kinds of uh fun times basically uh you know that's fun for a while and then you get through that phase and and you say okay I've kind of done enough of that whatever level of enough is comfortable for you Mm -hmm. and I had reached that point so it all kind of coincided all at once
0: Mm -hmm. was that like a like you immediately did and then met her or was there like a time gap between hitting that point and then meeting her
2: yeah there was a definite time gap there I think um I was like okay I'm kind of done with this sort of phase of like just having fun mm-hmm. and now I'm looking for something serious. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of frustration because you, you try the apps and quit the apps or you try hobbies and you need, you know, that doesn't work out. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know how I like randomly <laughs> ran into this situation where I got in an Uber, but I think that it was just going to happen eventually anyway, at least that's what I hope. Uh, so. Yeah, there's there's a bit of a pit of frustration there once you decide to, to really go serious.
1: We always talk about this uh, idea of context of how you meet someone, and yeah, I don't even know if you guys would have matched on a dating app, right? Or even if if she had stu- if she would even stand out in a dating app and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But because you were in a context where you weren't looking for someone to date, you were purely trying to get home. I'm guessing. Yes. <laughs> yep. So you're in a probably in a comfortable, relaxed state. You're in. A, you're know, you in a car where you work for the company, so you're kind of like, this is, you know, my comfort zone. I'm going home. And that's when you met someone because you're probably in a natural state. You're yeah. not like on the prowl.
2: There's like, yeah, context is a big part. Um, and I think also a big part, the big thing that played a part here is, you know, we wouldn't have met any other way because our social circles didn't cross over, uh, you know. Okay. So, you know, you meet in a bar and, and you meet other people that love to go to bars, but they're also in a frame of mind where they're like, you know, I'm going to get drunk. And, um, and she's just not someone like that, you know. And I would go to a bar and, and get drunk and have fun with my friends, whereas she would prefer to uh, have a much smaller, much more uh, intimate social circle that she really trusts. Mm-hmm. And those circles don't cross over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like someone like that. And I have kind of always wanted to meet someone like that. Mm. Um, So meeting in this calmer environment of an Uber is is the right context to be able to figure that out.
0: So you said that you have theories about the progression of relationships. Ooh. Ooh. I love theories. I love (laughs) theories. Enlighten (laughs) us. What are your
1: theories? Yeah.
2: So I think that um, it is that sort of you start out with like, I'm just going to try everything, and then you figure out that some stuff doesn't work. Mm but probably the most interesting thing I learned is is, is listening to season five of Dateable. Oh. One of the things that came we, through... We only
0: paid you to say that. <laughs> I know. I love people who do their
1: homework. Well, the <laughs>
2: if you haven't listened to season five. Uh, I think one of the things I liked was like, there was also a theme coming through that of like, think about yourself and who you are and what, your, what impact that's having on your dating experiences. Uh, I hadn't really taken it to my own self. I was always like, oh, I really hate this app or that app or, or this way of, of this dating happening in this culture uh, where I had never thought to say, well, who do I want to be and mm-hmm. how do I want to feel? How do I want someone I meet to make me feel? Right. So the progression I saw was that once I started really focusing in on that instead of yeah. focusing in on trying to change the way I was doing dating, but you know, making it more of a self-improvement exercise. Mm. Uh, it really sort of allowed me to address some of the problems I had with the way that I was doing
0: things. What's an example of like before and after, like how you would address something?
2: Um, So, you know, like something small is like instead of ghosting someone, just text them and say, hey, listen, you know, I had a really good time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like be nice to people, treat people the way that you would like to be treated yourself. And then you start to realize that there are people out there that won't treat you that way. Mm -hmm. And you start to say, well, I don't necessarily want to be around that type of person. So Mm -hmm. you don't put as much energy into those types of people.
1: Right. So you're not spending your time chasing something that's not right for you versus actually spending energy on the people who are suitable for you. Right. What are some of those learnings that you had about yourself through this whole process?
2: I think I learned that I had put a lot of emphasis on just trying to have very uh, very light-hearted sexual relationships instead of like deeper relationships that were built on top of a friendship. Mm. And so I would chase after women that would sleep with me instead of women that like I actually wanted to hang around with. Mm. And like I enjoy hanging out with these women, but it would be for me more about just who, I, who can I sleep with and uh, how can I just like get laid? And once I got out of that frame of mind, I started to say, well, I've been changing my own personality in order to be someone uh-huh. that appeals to these people. And it's not uh-huh. a true my, myself. Uh, and it's also tricking them into thinking that, Hey, maybe he's going to change into somebody that he's not right. today uh-huh. because he's sort of a chameleon. And that's like a wasted energy for everybody.
1: And so I guess it depends on what life stage you're in, what your intentions are. If you are just casual dating and yep. want to be out there for fun. Yeah, that could be a tactic. You just mold <laughs> yeah. yourself and be a chameleon to whoever you're dating. Or if you're actually looking for a relationship, it's a great test to say, if you remove all the romance and all the sexuality, would I be friends with this person in real life? And I think yeah. that's a great test to see who someone would be a great partner for you.
2: Yes, yeah, absolutely.
1: So did you have any moments that stood out, like that Mm -hmm. moment?
0: We've also talked about this like rock bottom moment that you're just like, I need to change something, like either got too drunk or something happened, like anything that stands out to you.
2: Yeah, there was like, um, I mean, there's a couple of similar occasions, uh, you know, recently, maybe towards the end of last year, where girls that I had been seeing while I was in this frame of mind of like, I just want a you know, very casual relationship, would have come to me after maybe you know this has been going on for six months i, I want to say and it happened a couple of times where they would be like hey listen you know we should actually really go on a date and i'd be like oh god no i don't want to do that you know <laughs> not without saying <laughs> yeah, that, yeah but yeah. like i'd realized to my, to my own self that i never actually wanted to go on a date with this person in the first place i only ever wanted oh. to do and i was like oh. what is wrong with me like i should even oh, want to I spend so much time around and have such a great, like, you know, just super casual friendship with where we just shoot the shit and hang out. Mm -hmm. I should want to actually treat this person to something a little more, and Mm -hmm. I didn't. And I was like, all right, I gotta stop hanging out with people that I am only happy to go to a certain relationship point with. Uh I should wanna go all the way with someone that I'm gonna spend Mm -hmm. that much time
0: with. So this happened with multiple people.
2: Yeah, it was a simultaneous realization. And that was where I started to say, well, if this is happening with multiple other people in in very similar scenarios, uh, at around the same sort of time there's the problem is me. So
0: mm. I mean that's I gotta... very mature of you. A lot of people would push it to other people. So that's really Absolutely. great that you were able to take <laughs> but that But also step back. if you are
1: on the receiving end of sort of a casual relationship like that and you're not okay with it, get out of that relationship. We hear it all the time, you know. I'm in this casual thing with this guy and it's not progressing, but I'm going to hang out, hang on to see where it goes. I think we're getting serious. And it ends up not getting there. So I think it's also just like if you're in that scenario, you should do something about it But I do
0: think like, I mean, obviously different people have different realization points. But if you realize that someone is not more to you than a certain level and that's not a deep relationship, Mm -hmm. it is the right thing to do to get out like you did. Like basically Mm -hmm. cut ties with that person instead of continue to lead them on. So. Yeah, I think in some parts dating, like you're just figuring it out, but sometimes you'll hit that point and that's when it becomes not okay when you just like keep leading them on and like, like if you kept going on dates with them and like doing all this stuff and then in your the back of your head, you're like, I don't really like this person. then that would have been like too yeah. far, I it, think.
2: Yeah, it really starts to uh, make you question what you're doing. So I would say like, yes, if you're in a situation where someone's, you know, maybe going to change and they haven't shown any signs of changing, get out. Yes. And, you know, don't... Um, uh, do that. But I think the other thing I would say is like, ask for what you want.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
2: I think in this culture, a lot of people aren't told that that's okay. Uh, it's definitely okay. If you ask for what you want and the person immediately says, well, I'm not going to give that to you. You've Hopefully saved yourself some time.
1: Absolutely. I had a friend, so I had a guy friend who entered into a relationship with this woman where he didn't see it going too far, but he really liked hanging out with her. He enjoyed having sex with her. And he said that to her. He's like, you know, I don't see this progressing more than where we are right now. Um, How do you want to proceed? And she said, okay, if we don't see a future together, let's keep this going until I say it's no longer Hmm. okay with me. So they carried this on for about six or seven months until she said, you know what? I'm getting a little attached. So We're going to just have to end it here. And they ended very well. So something like that even. It's like, it's not so black and white. It's just more like, let's just see how this goes. But if we're not comfortable, then someone should say something. Well, because
0: sometimes even if you're looking for like the one, right, you're not going to just like stall your life completely. Yeah. Like you haven't found them. So there is a line of like. Potentially having relationships, air quotes, that like aren't necessarily relationships, but are fulfilling in some way. But the problem becomes once you're not on the same page and you're not being fulfilled. So like to the example you just gave, I mean, she basically was like, "Okay, I acknowledge this isn't going to be a serious thing, but let's see if i can be okay not being serious Mm -hmm. and then once she wasn't okay that's when you cut the ties get out yeah
2: so was that was for her a a factor in this the amount of time she feels like she has before she wants to be in a serious relationship like you know if you if if you're in a rush to find a serious relationship you're not going to sit around for six yeah, or seven months. You right. might stop after two yep. months.
1: To him, From his point of view, she said, because I haven't spoken to her, she said she didn't know what she was looking for, but she knew she enjoyed spending time yep. with him. Uh-huh. So she wanted to see if she could just spend time with him and just have it be status quo until she needed something more. Well, fun. I was
0: going to say, I've been in that situation years ago where I didn't know what I was looking for. I thought I wanted a relationship, but then I also like was just having fun dating around and then had Mm -hmm. this like friend that turned into more that basically was like, I don't want to be in a serious relationship. And I kind of went into it it with that mentality of like, well, we'll just see what happens. Mm -hmm. And then I think, I mean, now I will never do that again. (laughs) So it's good to learn that lesson. It's like, if someone doesn't want it, you're not going to be the one that changes them. But I think I didn't know what I wanted. So if I knew I wanted a serious relationship and then that didn't match up, I think at this point in my life, I'd be able to very much say like, x to that yep. so some of it comes back and you kind of brought this up like this you felt like this worked for you because you knew what you wanted at this point in your life
2: i think if you once you know what you want i think that there's things that are happening all the time and you can if you know what you want you can grab them but if you mm-hmm. don't know what you want you it might go right past you and you'll never find out in yeah <laughs> Get out <laughs> of the Uber, you in an Uber never yep. find out. Yep. So i got a quick question before we do the next thing is uh, something that I'm curious about with, uh, you said before, what you were just talking about with the let's see, just see what happens. Yeah. Do you think that for someone who's never tried the let's just see what happens, that the idea that that doesn't work or because it didn't work for you in this, that situation, do you think that's something that people should avoid even trying?
1: It's time to take a quick break so we can tell you about the latest service we have been building over at Dateable. We'll be offering a platform to connect you with vetted dating experts from our network to help with everything from dating profile reviews, coaching to see where you're getting stuck in dating, and even ways to get real feedback about your dating style. The sessions typically run from 30 minutes to an hour and can all be done via Skype or Google Hangouts so you can be anywhere. We're so excited about this because so many of you wrote in asking how you can find people to help up your dating game. And this should be a great way to get personalized, affordable advice. We'll be adding more coaches and more services. And of course, let us know if there's something specific you'd like to see. To meet the coaches and book your session today, visit datablepodcastcom slash coaching. Now back to the show.
2: Do you think that for someone who's never tried the let's just see what happens, that the idea that that doesn't work or because it didn't work for you in that situation. Do you think that's something that people should avoid even trying? Or do you think that's something that should give a shot Um,
0: I think, I think there's a line, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think like for mine initial, I'll just use my own example because it's mine. I'm not going to speak with everyone's, but Mm -hmm. like I kind of had hesitations from the beginning because I knew it was, knew the person, didn't think he was ready for a serious relationship, went into it anyways. And then, basically once he said it i still kept going with it which i think was fine because i didn't think i knew what i wanted either but once it started to like hurt that's when i think it was time to leave and i made the mistake of staying mm-hmm. so i mm-hmm. think it's like i can't speak and say like that's the universal for everyone uh-huh. but i think there's there's pivotal points throughout it that you can make that decision like some people if they're like I just want to be in a serious relationship and this person doesn't want to be, that's done. So some people might have that mind frame, but then other times like things can develop, like people can get to know each other better. People do like shift what they wanted. Like you Mm -hmm. said, even just a couple months ago, like you were in a little bit different frame than you are now. So things do change. Um, I think it's like when you're getting hurt by it or you're misaligned with it that's when it becomes a problem
1: i think it's important to communicate your parameters and what you want so in a situation of, of like let's see what happens it's not just a free-for-all like mm-hmm. oh let's just let things ride out and that's what it, my
0: situation was and that's exactly. always a
1: dangerous part yes. right because if you just let's see what happens and you're waiting by your phone for a week waiting for that person to call. But I think if you set parameters like, okay, I'm willing to see where this goes, but in the beginning, this is minimum what I need. Yeah. I need two days of your time. Yep. I need to go on at least one day a week. You right. know, this is These are things I'm happy with. And at the end of each week, let's regroup and talk about what worked and what didn't work. Right. Even if you're not in a committed, technically a relationship with someone, if someone's in your life, you're in a relationship with them. And yep. you have to work through that relationship. I mean, I think that's great that's, in theory to have sure. those course, conversations.
0: Yeah. But sometimes you're just not at that comfort level with someone, especially if they're ambiguous. But I think you can do what you said, but check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say you have a guy that's pretty casual, right? But you're like, well, maybe this could go somewhere. And you know that you want someone that's, like, crazy about you and, like, reaching out and planning that date. If they don't do that, mm-hmm. like, you can... Maybe try reaching out to them and kind of like feeding it and seeing what happens. And Mm -hmm. if they don't respond, then you're like, well, that might not be the type of relationship we're going to have. This might be more casual. Am I okay with that or am I not? And if you're okay with it, then maybe it's a reset. Okay, this person's not going to be my next boyfriend, but maybe there's someone I can see once in a while. And if you're not okay with it, then maybe it's time to cut that person out.
1: Well, even in your situation, Chris, you went into this... Um, wanting to see what would happen and you want to stay start at the baseline of a friendship how did this friendship turn into a romantic relationship
2: well i mean she was beautiful so <laughs> well, i mean it was like okay you you passed the bar of i find you incredibly beautiful and we had this amazing conversation we just got along like a house on fire uh and So I think it was like like a house on fire. Oh, that's is that an Australian expression?
0: (laughs) I think so. How do you get along
2: like a house on fire? That
1: sounds like a way you (laughs) go. I would (laughs) want to get along like a house on fire.
2: Well, it was pretty hot. I don't know.
1: Okay, (laughs) okay. I I wish I knew where this expression comes from. That makes sense. Oh, okay, okay. Like get get going, get get it on, get it on. Well,
2: yeah, we. I but you know, like in Australia, we'd use that between friends. But it just means that we had a really, really good time hanging out. So it was unlike all these other relationships I've had in the past that were very much okay. What do I need to sort of behave? How do I behave in order to Uh achieve what I want to achieve? It was just like actually, I can drop all pretense and just be me. And yeah, that's the that's the
0: one way it always works. Every time we, I mean, I think from our own personal experience, but any guests we've had when they've met someone, it's always when they just don't think about all their next calculated steps and Mm -hmm. they just.
2: And I think um, the other thing that really told me is that, like, after we'd been on a few dates, I sort of didn't feel any motivation to go on other dates or to mm-hmm. have other associations, other relationships. And I very politely broke off basically everything else that was going on at that time. And, uh, you know, since then, there's been a few times when there's been an opportunity to maybe have, like, a one-night stand or, or, like, maybe go on a date. And I just haven't felt the need or the desire. So mm. I think it, it speaks to something I wanted to bring up about the parameters, like sometimes you don't know your parameters. Mm-hmm. Same thing with uh, sometimes you don't feel the motivation to explore anymore. In both cases, it's because you're at a certain stage in the progression. Yeah. But if you're not there yet, that's OK, because mm-hmm. you'll get there in the end at your own pace and totally. trying to rush yourself, you'll, you'll probably miss some of the fun that's to, there to be had along the that's way. That's very
0: I true. think yeah, people need point. to have that fun. I even think people need to have the bad experience because yeah. it teaches them what they'll never stand for again. Sometimes maybe gotta, it's women you gotta more, experience but, it yeah <laughs> Yeah, like sometimes just hearing it from others you're like "Oh, i'd never do that but then when you're in that you position do we all do it yep but i think every one of my girlfriends has had one of those like guys in their lives that you're just like what were you thinking and now looking back they're like what was i thinking but it helped them get to where they are now oh yeah and meet their
1: person all my guy friends have this same narrative of I was chasing after this girl. I felt like she was out of my league, and when I finally got her, I realized she was not right for me. And now I know what I'm looking for. Or at least I know, like, more seriously, what I look for in a relationship. I hear this all well, the think time the key from my guys. Is
0: chasing, and you brought this up too. Like, anytime you're chasing, means that you're running after something. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and they're, they're not. not yeah, <laughs> yeah, like and they're not
1: stopping. <laughs> exactly, they're
0: not in, like sync with you. But like, when you find that person, like. You're not chasing each other. You're just (laughs) with each other. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Uh, Shall we go to some takeaways? Sure. Absolutely. Okay, so I have a a few takeaways. We get this question quite a bit from our friends and our listeners, which is, at what point do you stop pursuing? And it's kind of an interesting question because at what point do you give up working on a relationship or trying to get a relationship to start. So from your story, Chris, there are three takeaways of ways to measure if you should keep pursuing or not. One is the friendship measure. Could take away I love that too. If you take away the romance and the sex, will you be friends with this person? Because at the end of the day when you get
0: old. Yeah. Like,
1: that's That's all you have.
2: (laughs) Nothing works anymore.
1: (laughs) Nothing works anymore. (laughs) We're
0: still still just two people. Wrinkly and ugly. children and like other stuff. Like, it's like, (laughs) I
1: need to just be like, do I, yeah, like, do you genuinely enjoy the company of your significant other? Yep, exactly. So, that's one. That's one test. Two is, I think media blows this out of proportion when they talk about like getting the butterflies um, when you see someone and just feeling this like nervous energy because you're so excited to meet them. I think that's great in the beginning of a relationship. But if you're feeling that even three, four or five dates into a date, into a relationship, there's... Actually, a mismatch here because when you're so nervous about seeing someone, mm. you feeling the butterflies, it means that you're trying to chase after someone who's not reciprocating. So you're still not on the same page when right. you're in a a uh, st- a solid relationship with someone there is no nervousness no. you're not like you're just yourself you're just yeah, yourself like friends yeah like friends. and you were yeah. saying chris like you're not trying to put on some role you're not like acting out this role for them chameleon to, I yeah love that. To, for them to like you back that's <laughs> yeah. not the goal here so that's test number two and three is if you walk away from an interaction with someone and you're being too analytical about it, like if you're asking your friends like, oh, and then she said this, and then (laughs) like she texted this time, you're not on the same page. I think it's time to walk away because you're, if you can't communicate with the person you're dating, there's something wrong there too. And stop wasting your friend's time on analyzing what he or she is trying to say.
2: So true. And you know they could be at a point in their progression where they're not quite ready for the thing that you're looking for from them, where they they text
0: you back exactly, or whatever it is. Well, I think that's a huge takeaway from my part is like, I I understand this fully because I think there is Definitely. It's hard to like define what that switch is that goes off. And I think there's sometimes it does take a couple moments like you mentioned with like realizing that you didn't want to see these women at a deeper level. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times it's just like a subconscious switch that goes off Mm -hmm. that you're like, okay, I don't want to keep like going to the bars every night and just Uh hooking up and all this stuff. Like I want something real. And I'm not really sure when that happens, but it does. And I think sometimes you have to, well, you have to be in that mindset if you are going to be in a serious relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think for me at least, like there was a big period of my life I was not in that mindset. And it's like easier now to look back on that. But -hmm. sometimes you're like, oh, like why haven't I like found the one and got him married? But you're like, well, for a chunk of my life, I just wasn't looking for that. And now that I am looking for that, I either found it or I'm in the process of finding it. So sometimes it's like just realizing that you go through different life stages and progressions and that's okay. Yeah.
2: And also, yes, to add to that as well is that pit of despair I described because there was at least a few months there where I was just like, well, I'm not, I wasn't getting what I wanted the way I was doing things before and I've changed a few things and I'm still not getting what I want. So it takes a little while mm-hmm. yeah. And you kind of have to persist at it if you really believe that it's where you want to take your attitude to getting to that place. And
0: I'm with mm. you. Every relationship I've been in has just happened out of nowhere. Like it's been all the times that I have not been like thinking like I'm going to go to this like hot club and meet someone. It's always like <laughs> this like random mm-hmm. event that I'm like barely dressed up for, you know, it's like or just like a random friend that I get introduced to or like something and like I think your story shows that like it can happen anywhere. It can be the Uber driver. (laughs) Like it can be anyone. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Question of the day. This one comes from Randy who says, you guys always say that timing is everything. For me, I'm at a stage in my life where I'm ready for something serious, but I keep meeting people who are completely opposite from me as in they're not looking for anything serious. Mm. What am Mm. I doing wrong? or how can I find more like-minded people?
2: I think that if you are, if you're looking at the people in the environment you're in and, and how that's affecting what you're, what you're putting out there, like have a think about what sorts of people you're allowing yourself to meet. You know, if you're on dating apps, you're probably meeting people that have someone else around the corner. And so if you really wanna feel special, for example, you know, it's probably not the right place to go because those people could just stop after two, three dates with you and go mm-hmm. and date somebody else. Uh, or, you know, maybe you're meeting people in bars and uh, that's not going to lead to a long-term connection because of the context mm-hmm. side of things that we already talked about today. Uh, so I think, like, have a think about, as, as my answer to that would be, have a think about uh, the environments you're looking for people in and try and uh, think really hard about whether they're the right ones for you mm-hmm. for what yeah. you want.
0: I remember during like a period where I was serial dating, I said I and also with the guy that I mentioned that wasn't in a serious relationship. I remember being like, I really want a serious relationship. And my Mm -hmm. friend being like, do you really like questioning me? Because she's like, all your actions are not matching up with that. Like you would not still be trying to like date this guy that said he doesn't want to be in a serious relationship if you wanted to be in a serious relationship. Mm -hmm. So there's that, or you wouldn't be telling the story and living for this story of dating if you really wanted to be in a serious relationship. So I think a lot of times it's easier. And now like looking back on it, I'm like, I wasn't ready for a serious relationship, Mm -hmm. but looking back on it, it's easier because it's like in hindsight, Mm -hmm. but while it's happening, maybe it's looking at your actions and it's like, okay, I say I want this, but do I really? Mm -hmm. And if you still do and you feel like your core that you do, like it's time to correct your actions, like Chris was saying.
1: You you get back what you put out there, right? Yeah. So if you say you're looking for something serious, define in your head what that serious means. What does that entail? What are you doing to put in the effort to make sure something is serious. So look into your own actions. The other thing I would say is, why not troubleshoot this a little bit? Ask for feedback. Yeah. The next time you date, mm-hmm. go on a date with someone, you find out they're not looking for anything real, ask them, what was it about me that you were attracted to in the first place? And I keep attracting people who are in your similar boat. Yeah. Why do you think that's happening? It, What do you have to lose, right? You're not trying to pursue anything else with them. So ask for feedback. If
2: it's the last time you go on a date with them, that's (laughs) true. (laughs) Who cares? Who cares? I would also say like, create space in your life by not doing the things that aren't serving you. Mm. So you never know what might fill in that gap. As soon as you stop doing a certain thing, maybe something else will come along and that might be how could you could be
0: in an uber head. and sh- yeah you never know yeah
1: but that's a really good point because if you're trying to fill a void if you want to get into some something serious because you're lonely or you're bored those yeah. are not reasons to get into a serious relationship and of course you're going to attract people who entertain you who yeah. keep you on your on your toes you know and yeah. then those are not the people that you want to be in a relationship with eventually maybe well
0: i remember like when i thought i wanted to be in a serious relationship and then realized I was not ready for this this was like years ago Mm -hmm. and I remember being like oh I just want someone that will like go out with me and my friends and Mm -hmm. it's like that's really not like what you should like I mean that's definitely not what I'm looking for now like obviously I want someone that gets along with my friends but that's not like the top of the list the fact that that was the top of the list made it seem like I just wanted like added company on like this going out to bars and nightlife routine that I had right exactly
1: yeah so,
2: so then how did that change that you got you got from where you were in that place to like where you are now that your your priorities have shifted?
0: yeah um I mean this was years ago and I had a serious relationship in between those two uh-huh. so but at that point I definitely felt like I was also in a different place than I was back then I don't know. It's like, like you asked again. It's like hard to pinpoint that yeah. exact moment. Yeah. There's certain points I mean, in I, time, right? You yeah. Know, there's like, something
2: that happens and then you go, okay, that that's not important to me anymore. And, and I right. can leave that in the past.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I think like when, yeah, it's hard because like with my last boyfriend, it was definitely serious, but I, I'm looking for something obviously more serious it didn't work out mm-hmm. now. But back then... I think it was just a combination of being just like more open to letting someone in my life and wanting to share my life with someone. But now I think it's like, I want a partner in life. So I think there's just like progressions and some of it is each relationship builds. Like you realize what wasn't working, or serving you and whatnot. And some of it's just growing up and, friends settling down and changing. Like there's a lot of factors I think that go into it. It's hard to. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true.
1: I think it's hard for some people to see past the present. So uh, one of the things my mom did, um, she because we talk on the phone every day, and when I was dating in New York, I felt like I wanted to be in a relationship with this guy that I was pursuing yeah. aggressively. Mm-hmm. And he was also, I mean, he was never... He never lied to me. And he was always very upfront with me that he didn't know what he wanted. And I just kept pursuing. And I kept telling my mom, I'm ready for a re- relationship. Yeah. I think I'm ready to marry this guy. And this is a guy for me. And she goes, picture 30 years down the line. Do you still want to be with someone who keeps you like this? Like who who has this sort of impact on you? Who makes you cry all the time? Who makes you yes. upset? Yep. Who?" Who also has the power to make you so happy one day and so upset the next day. Do you see longevity with this person? And I was like, thanks, mom. I don't. Well, I
0: think there is a shift, like I mentioned, with the guy that said, like, I don't want to be in a serious relationship. That was a friend that turned into more... I almost, like, saw it as, like, a challenge. Yeah, Like, I'm going to prove him. It was, like, an ego thing. And there was definitely a piece of that going on. Yeah. But then with my ex-boyfriend, the last one, I just genuinely enjoyed being around him and, like, having him in my life. And I think there was a very different motive in, like, going into that. And I think any time you're coming from a pure place of ego, that means you're not ready.
1: Yeah. That's very true. Very, very
0: true. And pride.
1: Pride and ego. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Cool, any other takeaways? This was a great discussion.
2: I mean, I think you've covered it off really well. <laughs> it's like a really thorough summary of what we've talked I'm about. I'm just
1: glad that season five was one of your pivotal Free <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
2: definitely go I'm back. I'm a new man, season five. <laughs>
1: moment
2: that really changed your perspective oh it was so dateable think, season five yeah the whole season just like all 12 hours it was my long flight that. back to sydney you get a nice <laughs> tip, you get a nice binge, tip. Binge, binge watch dateable <laughs> no but i think there was something that happened there where uh you started talking about takeaways for a person that are not about changing the their environment but about thinking about how they're reacting to the things that are happening and what they're doing in response to to that like optimizing yourself instead of your dating or or instead of your way you live and uh, i I just realized i'd never actually tried that before
1: Hmm. well you're welcome (laughs) 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 but seriously um i do want to know though i'm just i'm super curious how is dating in the u.s different than dating in australia
2: so in australia basically all my friends are having babies and here, you know, I'm 33 and it feels awesome. I feel like, you know, here it's just normal to be single at this age, right? But yeah. you know, uh, when I put myself in the context of where I'm from, I'm like Peter Pan. I'm like still having fun and I'm still young. And, you know, on the weekends, we're still going and hanging out in the park while everyone else is changing nappies. But
0: that's <laughs> also, diapers for you guys. Okay, I, got, I got it. You but that's also that San Francisco versus like the South. The Midwest, even the Northeast, I feel like a lot of my friends are definitely like having children faster. But even in
1: big cities in Australia?
2: Yeah, I think so. Even in big cities, because there's like a, um, I mean... I still have my whole family in the one city mm. so you've got all your family there and it's a lot more of a comfortable environment to sort of settle down in the same place that you're born but I think oh, in San okay. Francisco and I mean I can't really talk about the South the Midwest yeah. or any of that having only lived here right I've visited New York I've visited a few places but I can't you got you, unless you've lived there and had friends from there um, but you know back home <clears throat> in Australia I would be comfortable settling in the same place that I'm from without ever having to move. But everyone here has moved here for a reason. Mm-hmm. So they're in that frame of mind, that stage of their life where they're like, I'm just going to get after it and have a career and I'm going to do all this amazing stuff. And so a lot of people here are saying, well, hey, like dating's on hold, mm-hmm. but I'm still a human being. I still have a need for intimacy and I, yep. I need all the other things that come with it, sex and, um, you know, like the ability to have someone to go to the MoMA with. Yeah. So people still seek it out, but they don't take it as seriously as people would in my home city.
1: Huh, Interesting. fascinating. Okay, that's going to be another episode for sure. We, for love, sure? we love talking about international dating, what yeah. that looks like. I'd be happy to. I know, we've covered U.S. a little, and
0: I mean, we got to go deeper still, but we're going global. We're going global and going <laughs> south. Down go under. <laughs> we should take the show on the road and go
2: talk to people in the, in the Midwest in oh, the South. Oh, yeah.
0: No, we've had that idea. Love
1: it. Yes. <laughs> let's get on, like, House on Fire. Is that right? <laughs> House on Fire. <laughs> thank you okay. so much. Awesome. Well, thank you thank so you. much, Chris, for yeah. telling us your story. People should take more Ubers. This episode was not uh, sponsored by Uber, but yeah. Let's <laughs> take more shares. <laughs> um, Ride right shares.
2: Take because. it Pool. you got think... what, four times the chance?
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly half the
0: price four times the chance yeah, exactly. of meeting someone that should be the slogan in the i mean app. uber should
1: hire me let's be honest i know i know Even pr <laughs> okay listeners we're still looking for guests for season six and season seven as you heard from chris you know uh, being on this podcast it could change your life as much as listening to this <laughs> podcast so you know we encourage everyone to try to come on our show and be a guest Okay, let's wrap this up. Stay datable. Your action item for this week is to look for patterns in your dating life. How do you normally meet people? How do these relationships or situations end? What was missing for you? And what do you think you could have done better? Reflect back on yourself and think about what you can personally do to make dating better for you going forward. This episode is brought to you by Together, a podcast and online magazine that provides tools for better relationships. While it's important to navigate dating and early relationships, what happens 10, 20, 30 years down the road? Listen to stories from real people who have put in the work to form amazing partnerships. Visit Together.Guide or listen to the podcast on iTunes and all major podcast apps. Also, visit the site today to see the latest about coaching, where we connect you with Datable-approved experts to help with everything from dating profile reviews, coaching, and even gathering real feedback about your dating style in a personalized and affordable way. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and auto-download the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode.